for 10 years in a row, ranking Arizona's number one most trusted referral network, rosieonthehouse.com. Information that you can't get anywhere else. And over three decades of Rosie on the House. Hour number four of Rosie on the House, our fourth and final hour of our weekly radio broadcast. This is our On the House Hour, where we take a particular topic about your home castle or cabin and spend the month on it. This month in April, if you're looking at your home maintenance calendar that you can get by requesting one at info at rosieonthehouse.com. Just let us know the address you'd like it to send to, and Lance sends them out at the end of every month. It's interior hard surfaces and we'll be spending the month talking about floors and countertops and shower surrounds it's one of the first things that a new home buyer will change and it's one of those really funny things that uh it's that and painting and that's what a lot of people tell or advise to do to sell your home put new floors and repaint and study shows that's one of the first things the new home buyer will do because they want their own style or their own color or their own flavor. So a lot of new material gets wasted because the floor you put in isn't what your home buyer picked. But you may have gotten a little bit of a premium or a little bit more for your home with the new floor. It's one of those things that, uh, you know, it we, we've going to find a way to reduce waste (laughs) that's that's one way we can do it is figuring out how to uh, put in timeless flooring or surfaces that can uh, have a universal appeal i love concrete floors uh inside and out inside and out and there's a lot of things you can do to a concrete floor if you don't like it with area rugs uh (laughs) this is a very uh narrow market but I love the look of just our cowhides on the floor underneath the kitchen tables, but not everyone has uh, animal skins on their floors, but they're great. You pick them up, wash them off, beat them off outside, uh, sweep underneath and put it back down. And that concrete floor is going to last forever. You don't have a lot of carpet and carpet pads. You got to put in and rip out and replace and constantly vacuuming. It's real easy with microfiber, uh, Rubbermaid, Swiffer duster thing? I don't know what you call it. (laughs) Duster. (laughs) To just wipe it across the floor once a month or as it needs, spot treat it with wax or wax the whole floor. It's a very durable surface, Romy, but what if you want to change it? I mean, if you had wood floors, you sand them, what do you do with that? Anything you want on top of a concrete floor. But if you had one finished to refinish, do you have to strip and start over? Or, you know, like like you would change your carpet or you would change your. If you keep it waxed. we have not come to the point where that is required. Okay. And it's dun, 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 14 years old, I'm going to say. 14 years. So at some point, I'm sure, uh, bringing it back down to the surface and repolishing it of concrete floor would be necessary. But we just keep ours, uh, we've just kept it wax, and that has been sufficient enough at this point. And there's different things you can do. Um, if it's an acrylic base, uh, urethane product sealer, that's different. Our, we put an earth tone sealer on it. It was a water-based product, so it was a little different uh, and designed to be a little bit more longer-lasting um, than, than a urethane. The thing you can get with that, if there's any moisture, it can 
get trapped in between the coat and it can create some cloudiness and fogging and I don't like that. Um, and then with the dirt that we have in Arizona, those real high polished finishes show every little stinking flake. The color we stain the concrete is more of an earth tone and with the natural finish on top, you don't see every single track of dust that lands on your floor. Is that a do-it-yourself project? I don't guess you'd want to try it in the main part of your house. (laughs) He's thinking about it. You're talking about moisture in the concrete and different kinds of... Yeah. It depends on how you do it. If you're building a new home, there's a couple different options. You can dye the concrete in the mixing truck and pour it out so the color finish is through the entire batch. And that works great when if you've got a chip or a dent that ever happens into your concrete floor, you drop something heavy, like you're moving a refrigerator and it chips your floor. Well, you don't have... Um, it doesn't stand out as bad as if it was just through. an acid finished top coat where then you can now see the break gray concrete underneath. Uh, but if it's already an existing slab, then yeah, your acid stains are most typical uh, finish. They're very durable. Um, and that's actually what we did. I did not pour dyed concrete. I acid stained it. And the reason for that is I wanted a variety of different finishes. So in the living room, it was all, and kitchen, it's all one color. And then we did uh, what's called flattooing, where you can get designs made, and you put it on, and then it then removes the acid stain, and you color it different. So we took designs out of a ranchman's uh, cattleman book that was over 100 years old there were actually real brands registered in the state of Arizona so we've got these cattle brands all through the concrete burnt into the finish but in the bedrooms I did a saw cut pattern where I had a border around the room no no Um, uh, I I pre-cut before we put the walls in so I could go all the way up to the wall so it looks like these are slabs of rock that were moved into place and they're big two-foot diamonds and each diamond is a is a different color. So it kind of looks like a tile effect right. as far as design. So there's the amount of things you can do with concrete is is incredible. And you don't have to start again with a, a brand new slab. And there's things that you can put over the thin sets and top coats um, that you can put over an old concrete slab and a lot of them have polymer in it makes a really good tight bond so it gives you a brand new clean floor to work with as opposed to pulling up an old uh, carpet and you've got the tack strips when you pull those nails out they always pop out a little concrete as well the glue that they use to hold down the carpet padding you know it can be a very ugly concrete underneath and if uh, old enough homes a lot of the construction communication was done on the concrete. They would write what happens here, what happens there, how far off center. So there's a lot of you know, sh- old Sharpie markers or whatever they were using to write with that can be left on there. So you clean it, dry it, and then put a thin coat on top of it, and you've got a brand new surface to start working with. If you wanted to learn all that, Cohill's would be a good place to go, huh? They have classes and product and... Yeah. Cohills is a great location on 40th Street. Is the 40th Street exit off of I-10. And then you immediately turn left at the light, and it brings you actually 
now coming back towards the freeway, and then Ann Street is the first right. You'll see the Pepper Sauce Cafe on the corner. Great place to grab lunch if you're down there Another during the middle of the day. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, on May 11th, is that correct? Is that the second Saturday? And let me just flip up a month here. May 11th, yeah. That's correct. Marvell Masonry. Mm-hmm may just be having a grand reopening of their Mesa showroom. It hasn't been officially announced yet, but that would be another great do-it-yourself learning day if you're looking to get projects done with hardscapes, masonry, concrete materials. Circle May 11th as a potential, and just stay tuned here. We'll have updates as that all gets put together. Um, and that, that one's on Country Club between, I think it's between 60 and the 101. I think it's north yeah. of the 60. Yeah, I think you're right. So that would be another great place that you could learn it. The more we can use lifetime materials, the less waste we have, the less product we have to reinstall later. Um, I pulled this article in particular. <laughs> As I pulled it up, my headset volume. I thought I gave myself a heart attack. I, I, I saw you What'd you jump. do, Gary? I'm like, I, oh. No, it. <laughs> I saw you jump, and I go, what's in that article that made him so startled? <laughs> it moved my headset volume. <laughs> and they've got a mansion section of Friday in the Wall Street Journal, and most of it's really ridiculous stuff um, that nobody cares about. But you get cool things like this on, what was this, page four? It talks about dome houses and how they have retained their value uh, different than a traditional built home. And there are a number of requirements my next home is going to have. And one of them is going to be, uh, it's going to be a dome house. And there's, there's a lot of reasons for that, and I won't go into all of them now. But it's going to have uh, no exterior paint. Because all of the dye is going to be either in the concrete or the masonry materials. This dome house uh, from Sullivan's Island, South Carolina, looks like it's all poured in place concrete. I think that becomes very bland. The whole thing is white. So I'm going to have not just a solid, um, I'm going to have a lot of other architectural features. So instead of just a complete pour in place dome, it's going to have split face masonry curved walls it's going to have sections of the home that are going to be like a rammed earth wall so it'll be a combination of different masonry materials all etched together so you don't just get this one bland you know i mean it, it looks like you walk in home to an egg <laughs> so is there a difference between dome home and a geodesic i guess i'm thinking circular home so the Geo, you're, you're getting into architecture terms now, and I'm going to well, get hey. busted here <laughs> on my correct pronunciation. So I'll answer that in a second. But the point is, is that all of the material is going to have the color finish in the cement ah, or concrete. Okay. So it's never going to require an exterior painting. And on the interior on uh, is, is going to be the same thing. And that's one reason why I'm going to use CMUs in a lot of application because you can do a diamond polish on the interior finish and a rough split on the exterior. So you've got this incredible uh, contrast in masonry from the outside to the inside. There will be no structural wood and no drywall on the interior. I mean, it's going to be a home when done and designed 
uh, it's going to be as maintenance-free as possible. So those are part of the requirements on this home. But the, uh, the reason for the dome, one of the main key features, is it's in a circular pattern. So your movement, if the home is centered, you know, if the center of the dome is your living room and your kitchen and your bathroom and your bedrooms are all around the side, the amount of wasted movement you have getting to your home is reduced huge instead of having these long hallways in all these different directions. Don't get your windows replaced until you get an education and a quote from the experts at Pella Windows. So we've got Adam Homer in. Your fiberglass product, in my opinion, it's the right window for Arizona. Explain that a little bit. Pella's got a patented process. Uh, they pull trude fiberglass through this die. Uh, it's a matted material. So unlike a like the back of a shower enclosure, you know how it's random strands and yes, you know, it's yes. all pokey. Right, right. That's not what our windows look like. Uh, it looks like almost like a window screen mesh when it comes through and, and ready to, uh, to put into the front. Frame. And once it's all heat sealed and, and made rigid, it goes through a powder coating process. So you can get a really nice looking window that's very strong, very durable. What matters is how you treat your doors and windows. They are the weakest link. Take the time to think through the right door and window. Fellas, two locations in Scottsdale and Tucson. Find them at rosieonthehouse.com under Certified Partners. So a geodesic home would be more like an octagon. Those, those are typically wood-framed, whereas a dome, it's concrete, and it's all formed, and it has completely smooth, round edges, where the geodesic, it's got, you know, it, it's the... It's on a tri- triangle. It, it looks like the round house where it's got roof shingles all the way to the ground. There's one on, um, I don't know, it's been a long time. I think it's 27th Avenue. Off of New River Road, you would turn north on, and it's about two or three miles up on the right. It's been a long time since I've been about to West Falls, but there was there was one there. That's um, the most prominent one I can think of off the top of my head. And then there's a lot in the mountains or the A-frame homes where they take the roof all the way to the ground on a very narrow platform. There, there was one of those on, say, like Deer Valley and... 99th Avenue or 83rd Avenue. I've seen some A-fray homes in Strawberry, too. There's yeah. quite a few of them. That's pretty popular in the mountain country. Yeah. But the whole point of this next home is to create something that doesn't need maintenance and doesn't require additional items and products and materials to constantly be uh replenished. You know, there's a perfect example that, you know, next to the office, there's a home two buildings this way and a home two buildings that way that are both completely demolished and they're rebuilding. I mean, all that stuff just ends up in the landfill. You do have habitat deconstruction crews that come salvage anything they can resell, but you can't do anything with old drywall. You can't do anything with wood planks that have been used in an attic that have up there in the 60 to 50-year-old. I mean, grind it up and do what? Burn it? I mean, the amount of waste that goes into the building industry because they're not built to be uh, long-term structures uh, is significant. And I think it's something that it's, it's, you know, 
consumer driven because <laughs> the type of house I'm talking about, nobody could afford and on your regular wages built on our existing, you know, 30 year loan mortgage structure. Um, but you know, it, it's going to take a, a big shift from consumer and builder. And, you know, there's only so many resources we have. And when you're looking at construction materials and making stuff, one thing I'm pretty confident I can say with a whole lot of, lot of, uh, maybe like ninety nine point nine percent guarantee, we're not gonna run out of dirt. <laughs> <laughs> and why we don't use more dirt and concrete and earth materials in our homes to save a few bucks on the end product that's a temporary building, just boggles my mind. I, I cannot wrap my head around it. There was a study that. Uh, I think it was Ropes and Communities was doing, and they were using the integral wall system in, a, in parts of their home. And the estimated cost difference in that over a wood-framed home at the end was less than 3%. When you factor in energy savings and all that kind of stuff, you mean, or just in the building itself? Just in the building itself. Oh, really? So... Anyway, uh, continuing along our article, get a little sidetracked there sometimes. This is why, uh, this is always what I had to do to Rosie was keep him on track, keep him on track. You give me now you're having Are to you learn me permission? that to me, keep, <laughs> keep him on track. And when we have a guest in, we're very uh, to the point and we've got our talking points all lined out and we want to make sure we respect their time coming down and get as much content out, but... At times, we don't bring a guest in for whatever reason. Uh, we like to do the broadcast live. Not everyone's schedule works out on Saturday mornings, especially for a lot of our partners that have kids that are active in uh, events, and a lot of them are working on the weekends as well. Whatever the case may be, uh, you know, we could pre-record, but we like to do it live. Uh, occasionally, we, we have to go the pre-record option just because our schedules don't always work, and especially with our kids and, <laughs> and our life. But uh, on times where we don't have a guest, it can you've got to work harder to keep on to topic. So we've got uh, the next one, which is really – this seems like another oxymoron – Luxury vinyl, <laughs> luxury vinyl, it has come so plank far. flooring yes. is yeah. very impressive. Mm. Uh, and in fact, the first couple times I saw it, I had to sit there and stare at it a few times because I, it, it had fooled me just in passing to not realize what I was looking at. So it's the different printing that they put on top of different tiles to give it all kinds of different looks. And in fact, I've even seen it where it looked like there was grout joints in a typical tile, but it wasn't. The grout joint was just part of the vinyl pattern, and the two planks were perfectly butted up to each other. Well, it does have a pretty decent lifespan, 15 to 20 years. Uh, installed about 750 uh, per square foot. You know, that's probably mid midline there. You could probably spend a lot more or probably maybe some less. And does that include demo, or is that just the, the new install cost of material? Probably just install. Okay. And the demo's not that big of a deal for flooring. The thing, the hardest thing about flooring is where you put all your furniture. If you're living in the home and trying to refloor, where do you put all your furniture? And you're displaced, and it becomes a very, uh, very clumsy time if you're living in the home while you're reflooring. We've got a great interview next segment with the Hardwood Flooring Association. They've got their big X1 Dallas right now. 
morning, we're really fortunate to have Brett Miller of the National Wood Flooring Association kind of give us a little education on hardwood flooring. How are you, Brett, this morning? I'm doing very good. Thanks for having me on. Sure. You're the Vice President of Education and Certification, so you know your stuff. That's right. (laughs) That's right. I've been in the industry for about 28 years. Wow. So, you know, we've been talking to our homeowners um, this month about flooring. Flooring is such an important, vital part of your home. You know, it affects the look. It affects how it feels. It affects how it lives. It affects how clean it is. And I would like to just kind of have you give our homeowners an education on hardwood flooring and why you would have them to choose that. Sure, sure. Well, I, I appreciate it. And, yeah, that's that's right up our alley uh, in terms of what our expertise is and what our entire mission is. Wood floors are have been around for hundreds of years, and, uh, of course, they've gone through their cycles, the influx of carpet back in the 70s and you know how wood kind of saw a decline for a while the, the great thing about wood is floors that have been around for 30 40 50 or even 130 140 150 years are still there so dating back to the 1800s we're, we're seeing wood floors all over the place the value of wood floors you know in, in, in a market like Arizona when you have wood flooring installed you can expect that floor to, to be there for the life of that home, uh, and that's one of the values of having a wood floor. Especially here in Arizona where homes don't last under 180 years, you know, 50, 60 years is a lifetime of a home here a lot of times, so you can put down this one beautiful product and have it last. How do you choose, Brett? There's so much stuff out there. There's the wood look, there's real wood. How does a consumer go about doing their shopping and choose a, a really good quality floor? There are, uh, and, and it's becoming more and more difficult for a, a consumer to go to a store and, and even identify the difference between real wood and fake wood. The, the, the fake wood products that have come out really do look nice, and, and it's hard to argue with, with what they look like. Real wood floors, anybody who works with wood or understands wood or even appreciates wood will stand on a wood floor, will look at a wood floor and, and be able to feel a wood floor and know that it's real and not plastic or composite and one of the biggest values of of looking at wood well i I could go on and on about all the values but one of the biggest ones is just as we were just talking about the longevity you get a wood floor a real wood floor it will last a long time Um, a lot of these plastic products that are being put in and sold today are and i I don't mean to say this in a negative way but they're basically uh, this this disposable-type products, kind of like carpet. The color goes out of style. You can't refinish those fake floors. You can't. You might be able to do minor repairs to them, but you can't just re-sand them and make them look brand new again. So to have a wood floor, a real wood floor, you can change it with the times. You can re-sand these wood floors to match the styles and the trends that are going on today or tomorrow. Um, A lot of floors that are ambered and yellowed and patinaed from from being finished several years ago are now being re-sanded and changed to meet today's trends, which might be grays or whites or blacks, um, a lot of the different characteristics that we're seeing with, with wood floors. Is, is the care of a wood floor hard to keep it looking nice? Like what if you have family and pets, you know, kids running around and pets in and out? And... Well, maintenance of wood floors is very important. Um, 
some people will say that it's difficult, but the, the, the nice thing with wood, having a wood floor is, and being in this business for a long time, I've removed and replaced a lot of carpet floors, tear out carpet, and you get to see what's underneath that carpet, what's embedded in that carpet, <laughs> even with people that vacuum their carpets every day. It's pretty bad, so isn't look, it? <laughs> yeah. You look at a, a hard surface like wood floors, um, it doesn't inhibit microorganisms. It doesn't inhibit allergens. Um, in the desert, it doesn't inhibit the sand and the dirt that might get embedded in there and, and cause it to get damaged so much quicker. Um, so the long-term health value of having wood is, is very important, but it's also, you know, it's also the fact that once it's in, it's, it, it gives you that value, the feeling of higher quality, higher valued home. It, it's really that upper end feel. Realtors will tell you that having real wood floors in your home increases the value of your home. And some will even tell you it can increase the value of your home by 10 to 15%, depending on what market you're in. Wow. And I do love how you can change it. You can, you can pick something you really love. And then over time, you're going to probably fall out of love a little bit and you can do, you can resand it, refinish it. Um, what kind of woods, Brett, would work in Arizona? Well, any type of wood can work. I think the only types of species I would stay away from, or at least be a little more cautious when you're installing them, would be some of the uh, the tropical-type imported species. And I only say that because you've got to figure the tropical species grow in a tropical region. They grow where there's a lot of moisture and a lot of water and a lot of humidity, and that's what allows those trees to grow up so large. And when they cut them down and dry them out, they send them to the desert, They've got a long ways to go to dry down to that climate. Um, it's not uncommon in Arizona to see moisture content levels in wood between 4 and 7%, which is very low when you take that in comparison to the rest of the country. So to bring a wood in that's used to a wet climate, um, not that it can't be done, but it, it will take a little bit more uh, caution when, when installing and bringing that wood into the environment. Um, otherwise, Solid wood works excellent. Engineered wood floors work great. Um, the biggest key with any wood floor is just to ensure you understand the product that's being put in and what the manufacturer recommends for maintenance and what the manufacturer recommends for uh, the home being the temperature and the humidity requirements for that floor. It sounds to me like it would be a hard DIY project. Like there's a lot of expertise involved in determining moisture in the climate, in the house, in the concrete, in the product itself. How, what's, what's the best way to have that done? You know, people install wood floors, homeowners install wood floors by themselves. They, they even go out and rent a sanding machine and sand a wood floor by themselves. So to say it can't be done, it, it's not that it can't be done, but yes, there is science. Matter of fact, we, we do a lot of education around the country to people who've been in this trade for a long time. And every time somebody walks away learning something new and thinking, yeah, I've been doing this for 30 years and I didn't even consider that this or that really made a difference. So there is a lot of technicality and a lot of science behind properly putting a wood floor in. And it's because, you know, wood is it's a, it's the only green, sustainable, really hygroscopic product that you can put in a home that does live and breathe along with the environment, along with the occupants of the home. And what I mean by that, you know, hygroscopic means that it shrinks and swells based on the humidity levels 
in the home or based on the moisture content in the wood. I actually spoke with a gentleman last week that was telling me there was a, a product that he found that was sold as a do-it-yourself type floor. And you start reading through the installation instructions, and they actually required a moisture test in the concrete that's called a calcium carbide test, which is a very rare test in, the, in North America. It's actually more common in Europe. But this test, it's about a $1,600 kit to buy this test to run this calcium carbide test, yet they're selling it to a homeowner and asking homeowners to take this test. And obviously, if the floor fails, it, they're not going to cover the failure because the homeowner likely didn't run a calcium carbide test. So, yes, there's a lot of technicality. There's a lot of purpose behind proper installation with wood floors. That all said, there are a lot of manufacturers that have put products out that have become easier for homeowners to do themselves. What about what we hate to see in our industry is somebody put a wood floor in improperly and then have a bad taste in their mouth about wood floors in general. Talking talk to the issue of cost just a minute, Brett. Like, um, is it comparable to to other types of flooring? What if you're on a budget? You know, what are some what are some parameters for for choosing a good wood floor, no matter the cost? And that's a really good question. And, you know, cost varies market to market. It's, it's not, uh, you know, it, it would be impossible for me to say this is the, the average cost in Arizona or this is the average cost in Denver or in New York or wherever. But um, long-term cost, if you take into account the life cycle of the floor covering that you purchase, if you were to purchase a carpet or a LVT product or a tile product, and you pay X amount of dollars per square foot for the product and for the installation, and then you compare that with the cost per square foot for any wood floor, uh, whether it's a low-end or lesser expensive wood floor or a high-end or, or more expensive wood floor, and the installation of those products, you've got to figure if that wood floor is going to last 50, 60, 70, or 150 years in comparison to a carpet or any of these other type of products that may not last the lifetime of that home, uh, that floor covering cost is, is has, holds a much greater value. Now, in general, installation costs for wood floors are almost, they're very similar to any other floor covering. It, it's a technical product. It does take time and energy and expertise to put these products in. The flooring itself, you can see products that are sold out there for a couple dollars a square foot all the way to you know, 30 40 50 dollars a square foot just depending on the product that's out there hey brett thank you so much for joining us on the saturday you gave us a whole lot to think about and i know it's a lot of information do you have something that our homeowners could reference in order to learn more yeah you know and and, and thank you so much for having me on i i appreciate the the opportunity to, to speak with you guys about you know, the real wood products that are out there in the industry. Um, we actually do. We have a product, uh, a pamphlet that we came out with specifically for homeowners. It's called the Homeowner's Handbook. And, you know, they can uh, find this handbook. You can reach out to any NWFA member, which I know we have a lot of members there in the, in the Arizona Phoenix market. Um, but this Homeowner's Handbook goes through, and it's a very simple lookbook. It gives the the, the homeowner the ability to go through and identify what type of floor best fits their environment. If they've got kids, if they've got dogs, if they're looking for something that's really hard and can withstand a lot of heavy 
heavy-duty use or if they're looking more for an exotic look, um, whether they want a site-finished floor or a factory-finished floor or a glossy floor or a matte floor or an oil finish or a, a urethane finish. Um, this book kind of goes through very simple bullet point informational pieces as well as a checklist for them to look at and, and determine what is the best option for their lifestyle. Well, perfect. Well, thank you so much again. Thank you. That was a very good timing because it was just happened to be right in the middle of the hardwood flooring industry's big expo in Dallas. So they were all together and we were able to grab one of them for an interview this week as we talk through our interior surfaces, whether it's countertops, uh, floors, and we'll also talk about shower surrounds in this month as we go through our home maintenance calendar. It lets us really dive in deep on one particular topic of your home castle or cabin a lot of these things that we've talked about can also apply to countertops we talked concrete earlier there's a lot of concrete countertops there was another great uh product that came out it's a a, a rock that it's a glow in the dark rock and it was a really cool application where we trowel finished it on top of a countertop that was outdoors. So at night you could always see where the countertop was. And it was a, uh, one of the many features that uh, you can find at the decorative concrete world show. But uh, we were talking wood, a lot of butcher blocks. Uh, Rosie's got a butcher block. They make great countertops in the kitchen. Uh, a lot of these things that we're talking about for floors are also countertops as well. We've got one final segment of our weekly radio broadcast here at Rosie on the House. We're in studio today, but our promotion team is on the road. At the Home Co. Home Show in Flagstaff, Arizona. I do not have an update. and uh, They must be busy because I couldn't get them on sale either. But I know they've got two promotional items they're giving away. A set of channel lock pliers and a saw. And these are the ones that have the Rosie 30th anniversary engraving and etching on them. You just have to walk up and make sure you know the Flagstaff affiliate. That's CAF, K-A-F-F. CAF Country Legends are Flagstaff and uh, one of our three great northern arizona affiliates that we have and that goes on today till three o'clock and then he's got a very important mission of uh hitting camp verde and cottonwood on the way home so that we can complete our arizona sandwich tour I put the the picture up that kelly had put in the arizona highways of the sandwiches shop she tried and people are starting to comment where they where they like starting to, go. to get feedback yeah so yeah. put them up there let's just find we'll build us a list of where to go eat a good sandwich and it is there, it was a reason that they did not include a someone in the Phoenix metropolitan area. The point was to get people out traveling, so they were looking outside of the biggest area of population. But there's a lot of great ones that are coming in. And I told her, you know what else is missing from that? A fried shrimp po' boy. You going to find that here? Uh, Baby K's. Baby yeah. K's. <laughs> Flavors of Louisiana. Yeah, Park. Now, yeah. Papados wouldn't count because it's a franchise, but they've got a good shrimp deep fried po' boy. I, I tell you, if, if there's something at Papado's that's my go-to, they have a cold seafood salad, but they use huge shrimp and lobster. And 
if I ever fly into the Houston airport, I always tell everybody, you know where to find me, gate 4E, because there's a Papa Do's there. <laughs> and I'm usually up there at the bar eating that cold uh, shrimp salad. It's you got to get a, a cup of the crawfish bisque while you're at it. Oh, yeah. I Next do. week, Tucson Convention Center for the biannual uh, Saba, Southern Arizona Home Builders Association Home Show. We'll be there. Uh, I think it's booth eight, uh, 812 off the top of my head. That entire row of 800, a lot of our partners uh, have booths there. We call it the Rosie Row. Now, there are some guys that uh, are in other parts throughout the show because that's the same spot they've had for the last 20 years at the Saba Home Show, the, the corner. You know, they've... Uh, but most of them are, are going to be in Rosie Row, so you can come by, meet the team there as well. If you don't have a home maintenance calendar, you're not on the list to receive, you can pick one up at the Saba Home Show. Back to food again and a tri-tip. I always buy a big old tri-tip. They weren't there last year. Take it on the way up. I think they're back. Right. They had, you know, that, that, that's a big enough staple of that event. Can I throw out one thing for homeowners? If, if you're in Tucson or... Uh, Phoenix. They ha- we have great home and garden magazines, the Tucson Garden and Lifestyle, and then the, um, is that right, and the Phoenix Home and Garden. But they always have a great event page. And in um, Phoenix Home and Garden, the Arizona North chapter of the American Society of Interior Designers, once a year they, ho- they host this thing where you can hire an interior designer just for an hour or two, $100 or $175 for two hours, and they'll consult with you, and you get all their expertise, and they use that money to fund some scholarships and stuff. But it's a really great opportunity for homeowners. So just go to their website, um, the ASID.org, to sign up. That goes through April, so don't, don't wait. And I had a couple of callers wanted to know about where to get that uh, sheep cheese. <laughs> Rovi Dairy, 75th <laughs> Avenue, and help me out here. Um, northern. Northern. It's on okay. Northern, though. Okay. It's on Northern. West of 75th Avenue. They're on their way. <laughs> You'll see a, a house on the corner, a pasture with pine trees, a big pile of manure that's composting. <laughs> Then you'll see a tractor on top of a flagpole. Pull in there. There you go. <laughs> Never that, thought of looking at a landmark. Is there's a pile of manure on the left, so just drive around <laughs> on in. <laughs> it's a dairy farm, man. Absolutely. Next week, we've got a great lineup. It is the second Saturday of the month, so our outdoor living hour. This one was Farm Fresh. On the second week, it is Talking Trees, so we'll have John Eisenhower, Certified Arborist, in Talking Trees with us. 9 o'clock is our open form hour. We bring in open calls, open topics. Um, we answer your questions the no recycling. matter how we've got them. Yeah. Uh, we had a great interview with Phoenix Recycling today. Uh, then the 10 o'clock hour, we continue along our topic of hard surfaces, and as a result of putting to Day's article together. We had a, a Vaughn Payne from East Valley Floors sent us a lot of information about waterproof core floors. And it sounds like a very interesting uh, process, something new in the flooring world. So we'll be bringing him in sometime this month to talk about waterproof core floors and the install method that uh, that that and something that he's the claim of this type of flooring is if you've got a water leak in the home, this floor is um, kind of independent of that. Is that it, it? It wouldn't be damaged by any any kind of kind of interior flooding, which now that's a concrete amazing. floor is too. <laughs> Started the hour talking about concrete floors and the use of concrete and cement uh, in our building. And I do have a one correction to make because somebody asked. They said 
you're not going to have any wood. I said no structural wood. There'll still be wood furniture, mm. wood trim, wood cabinets, but no structural wood. The integrity, the building integrity of the home is not going to rely on any stick of wood. Enjoy your, your Saturday and the rest of the weekend. Be thankful for the God above you, those beside you, and the life before you.